Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. like to okay i wasn't sure if we were good or not are we is wait, are you st- uh, were you gonna start now i was gonna were lore you? boys here lore boys oh, here. Okay. there cool, we go cool. okay yeah i wasn't sure if we were starting now or wait did we start i think we started yeah okay. we're, we're going now my, my anxiety all i know is i finished <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> well i finished my name's james miller <laughs> I didn't say i am finished <laughs> <laughs> And I'm here with uh, it's Peter O'Donohue. I Ethan. <laughs> he just Ethaned. <laughs> All right. So how's everyone doing today? Good. I just told you I finished. Okay, great. Playing the ever-loving fuck out of Into the Breach. Nice. I'm playing Fire Emblem: The Binding Blade. Nice. My hunter's level 50 in World of Warcraft. I'm soon gonna have two 60s. And I started the Rick and Morty VR game, which was okay so far. I'm not impressed, but that's my current feelings about that show as well. Yeah, it's totally watchable. I like the I like show. The show. Yeah. I like the the people who write it. I listen to all. I like podcasts. the show. Not so crazy about the cult that seems to have developed around the show. Yeah, but I really like yeah. the show. Itself. Speaking of things with culty fandoms, what are we talking about today? <laughs> yeah, we are talking about Undertale. Yes. So. I've just finished the game last night, um, the first playthrough anyways, and I had a ton of fun with it. I think, Ethan, you've played a bit on stream, right? I played a bit on stream during our 16-hour charity event for Extra Life Yep, back in November. And I don't think Peter's played, but he knows enough by cultural osmosis. I haven't played it. I watched a friend of mine beat it, though, so I've seen the last boss. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So if you haven't played it, um, don't worry. And if you have played it, great. So the way that I kind of made this episode today is i want to just fill in the gaps of knowledge if you've already have played it and also just kind of lay the groundwork uh if you haven't played it i talked to a few other people who have had one playthrough and um i was talking to them and helping them uh understand things even though they played through the whole game they didn't catch it kind of thing so no spoilers but just framework and uh a little bit of lore because we're the lore boys. We're the framework boys, oh, yeah. but we're, we're just going to sprinkle boys. a little bit of lore in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the format that I went with today is I want to talk about um, the way the game's made, the gameplay, uh, the influences and stuff like that, then uh, the story, and then we're going to touch on some of the endings because there's many different endings. And uh, yeah, that's how I want to do it. It's kind of like the um, same format as our Stardew Valley episode. Yeah. This one written uh, not in 45 minutes because we forgot <laughs> oh, an episode. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> one of us forgot an episode. We sure did. That was Ethan, yeah. It well, was. yeah, I don't know if we have to say one particular person is at fault. It's joint but... responsibility. <laughs> hey, we sent Ethan out to go get beer, and I slapped an episode together. By the time he was back, we were ready to go. Fuck mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, Jamie crushed that one. And yeah. we were... Let's see if he crushes this one, though. <laughs> I'm going to be extra critical. 
Because he had so much more time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To prepare. Yeah. yeah. A lot like Stardew Valley. Um, Undertale. Um, I only wrote this one in 45 minutes still, by the way. It doesn't change. It's yeah. Just, yeah, I work yeah. best under pressure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Undertale's a role-playing video game created by an indie developer. One guy, just like uh, Stardew. But this guy's name is Toby Fox. I thought it was Jimmy Ferret. Jimmy Ferret? No. He's the late night show where he just goes through tiny pipes. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> and and chokes on a necklace bead. <laughs> <laughs> but Post Malone is there. Yeah. 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 Ugh. He fake laughs a lot. Yeah. Just like me. <laughs> <laughs> what was funny, Peter? Uh, that Post Malone joke. Oh. Do you remember just when... Do <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember when the game came out? 2016? Nope. 2015? Yeah. Close. 2014. How many, what do I win? It was meant to come out in 2014, but it got delayed. Do I win so. a copy of Undertale? Wow, you one guy one. development team can't get your game out on time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. come on. Exactly. Sad. Yeah. yeah, it came out on Steam on 2015, um, and then it came out on most consoles in 2017, and then, like most games that uh, are out these days, it came out on Switch a little later. Yeah, they had to reduce the graphical quality for the Switch. For the oh Switch. my god, <laughs> it looks like a SNES game already. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it looks like Earthbound. Kinda. I do have to say yes. that it they even though like they ported it to Switch, it wasn't just like a one to one um game. Like they did they did fun things like in the middle of a battle, um a, it popped up that you had to use the on screen touch keyboard at one point. Oh cool. And they shouted okay. like the player said it, like uh the boss said it, he's like, How are you gonna deal with the touch like yeah, yeah, my touchscreen touch keyboard exactly. Uh, for the yeah. Nintendo Switch. The game is very <laughs> register <laughs> copyright symbol. Yeah. The game is very self-aware, and I like that about yeah, it. Yeah, it very much is. Yeah. It's a it's a game that it's a game that that seeks to be a video game, if you yeah. will. Yeah. So it was meant to be only two hours long. Uh, it ended up for me, my playthrough uh, was six hours long. Wow, but... what a noob! <laughs> Am I right, listeners? I, I could see how you'd rush through it. But I'd like to talk to every single NPC because they all had something funny to say. Wow. There's like a, a... Are you playing on Switch or on PC? On Switch. Okay. On Switch. So, the, so the game is fast. Your reading comprehension is slow, though, is what That's you're right. saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the dog in this town... In this town... To... To... Okay, sound it out. <laughs> I think if you... Um, Walked like if you tried to like speed run the game, I'm sure it's out there. If you just like walked the intended path of the game, it would probably take about two hours. If you didn't stop to talk about anything, if you didn't examine your inventory, if you didn't do anything, like although speedrunners okay. very rarely just walk the intended path, of yeah, the game. yeah, exactly. <laughs> the outer worlds can be beaten in 12 minutes, so it's oh, so crazy. <laughs> I think it's, I think they've got it down to like just over 10 now, yeah. Oh, God. Super Mario Odyssey is under an hour now. Yeah, yeah Sekiro um, I know is like twenty two minutes. Mm-hmm. Doom twenty sixteen is just bonkers the way that they like fly all over the yeah. map. And yeah, because you have to jam yourself through the ceiling and then you can just walk through an entire oh, level. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Much. Same thing with Prey. Yeah, I think um, if I could be really good at speedrunning one game, I'd want to be good at speedrunning Super Metroid. That looks like such a fun game to speedrun. Yeah. Anyways, check That's out Summoning Salt for all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. We love him. But- and our speedrunning episode. Yeah. For me, Metroid would be uh, way too competitive. I'd like to speedrun a game that nobody else has ever or will ever play. Just do super hot VR like I did. I got in top 30 in like <laughs> there you go. three attempts. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That was fucking wild. <laughs> and then you were like, I'm totally going to become a speedrunner, guys. And we never heard from him again. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got like one record that I didn't even submit. Yeah. And then I was like... Well, that's just lost enough. interest. Yeah. yeah, that's it. I guess I'm best in the world now. Might as well pack it up. <laughs> I'm the only person that's ever gotten top 30 before, so... I don't uh, need to defend this title. That's it. 
<laughs> all you other people who will need to spend like five hundred dollars on a VR headset if you want to compete with yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at doing uh, Darkest Dungeon when I was really into Darkest Dungeon, right. but like the the fastest category, yeah. the like the world record was like two and a half hours. I was like. So that means, like, me playing through is, like, 12 to start, and then you, like, work down to, like, world record times, right? Yeah. And I was like, shave off 10 hours? Yeah, like, yeah, I'm never possible. gonna I'm never going to get there. <laughs> and that game's so hard, too. Like, and then there's RNG. Well, punishing, and, yeah. yeah. And there is RNG. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so Toby Fox made Undertale, and uh, he was, like, pretty much the only one who did anything. The ports, um, some other people helped with that, of course, but he made the music, he made the game. Uh, he made most of the art, but he did outsource some of the art. In the and game. which art assets did he outsource, James? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> Just read from that list. I, if, <laughs> I see you have a list in front of you. I assume it's for this. If I had to guess, <laughs> the last boss would probably be outsourced. It would be a weird thing to outsource, though, now. If, if you're going to outsource, like, if this is your baby and you've created every single aspect of it and you, like, do the whole game, then you're like, the final boss, it's the ultimate battle, man. you're like, nah, too much for me. <laughs> Without spoiling it, it really um, becomes a... It, it looks different okay, than the other okay. battles, and it's really intense. It becomes like uh, Ocarina of Time uh, level graphics all of a sudden. You're like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. future. <laughs> the graphics are better than SNES, uh, yeah. but it's not yeah, Ocarina of Time. <laughs> <laughs> you got them triangle see- titties on the boss. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we so were all crushing on the Sacred Fairies as kids. <laughs> <laughs> don't lie. <laughs> Uh, main inspirations uh, for the game were uh, Mother Seer, like you know the game Earthbound, Mother Earthbound, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was huge, and it looks a lot, a lot like it. Uh, That's what very... I said without knowing that it was actually mm-hmm. inspired by. Yeah, you play like a squat, weird-looking, chubby kid. Yeah, with yeah, a big just head. Like, yeah, with a big head, just with like a striped tail. shirt. Mm-hmm. With yeah. uh, his name is Ness. Lampshade <laughs> hair. <laughs> yeah. Well, your Lois Griffin hair is uh, definitely an original concept. <laughs> <laughs> Another uh, game that it, it drew inspiration off is Mario and Luigi role-playing games. So uh, Super Mario Super RPG. Superstar Saga. Superstar Saga. Paper Mario. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe Paper Wasn't Mario. Was our season game. one finale to hear about Superstar Saga? Did we oh, do that? I did. Oh, we, yeah. We did Mario. We each did a Mario topic, and I talked about Superstar Saga. Don't, don't worry about that. You that was to 93 that episodes ago. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um... It's also based off the Bullet Hell shooter series uh, Tuhu Project. It's a Japanese game. Okay. Cool. Never heard of it. Uh, I looked it up. It looks like a Bullet Hell game. Is it a hentai? I don't is know what that is. It's a hentai Bullet Hell. Okay. Well, yeah. that's like uh, a Deep Space Waifu. Is, a is it like. Hell. So that's, yeah. that's formal wear for a foul, right? Yeah, exactly. Hentais, yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Um, well, business. It's also based off the British <laughs> comedy show Mr. Bean. Okay. Which I didn't <laughs> catch. Sure. But uh, sure, yeah. that would explain why the main character is that three-wheeled car. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I could see how having played just like a little bit of the game, the creator's sense of humor is very uh, prominent in it because yeah. it's a it's a funny game. It's a laugh out kind of yeah. game. Um, but I could see how that kind of humor in an interview when somebody asks you what's it's inspired by would lead you to say it's oh it's Mr. Bean too, you know? Yeah, like that's some stupid thing that we would say like this show's inspired by Mr. Bean. Right? Well, maybe, it is. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Yeah, totally. It is in some ways. Peter's head's inside a turkey right now. Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that there was only like 13 episodes of Mr. Bean ever made? I saw that what? on Reddit yeah. the other day. There's, Everybody's there's like none. Yeah. I was just, rem- you've only ever seen the same like 13 episodes or so. I always uh, remember the one where he goes to the theme park and he has to like change a baby and he throws the diaper out the... The, the roller coaster and someone gets a face full of it then he's like oh I don't have a diaper so he cuts out like 
the crotch part of a teddy bear and puts it on the kid. And <laughs> <laughs> I just remember when his car gets hit by that tank. Oh yeah, yeah. He, well, he gets out and it gets crushed. Yeah, uh, there's 15. Sorry, my bad. Oh, okay, 15. Yeah. Wow. The, first, the first one premiering on January 1st, 1990. Really? 1990. Wow, we weren't even born yet. Well, some of us weren't. All of us. I wasn't. Yeah. Uh, some people on Earth were definitely born in 1990. I, oh. No, I thought Mr. Bean was the original, uh, the original man. <laughs> the ori- well, he's not even a man. He's yeah. an alien. Yeah, well, he was dropped. He was dropped down from heaven onto Earth. It's in the opening sequence. Yeah, it's in the opening sequence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in the last episode, he tries to eat a cat. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I mixing but, up the shows? No, no that's it. Yeah. Okay, cool. That show that came he says before 1990. <laughs> yeah. He says Nanu Nanu all the time. No, oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> I've never seen an episode of Elf. Neither of us. No. For any of our like Nanu Nanu listeners who have no idea what we're talking about, yeah. uh, Nanu Nanu is from Mork and Mindy. Yeah, Mork and Mindy, which oh, I've also okay, never okay. seen. Yeah, that's a Robin, Robin Williams, Williams show. Yeah. That was his first. That was his uh, his break. The real star of that show was cocaine. It was just driving Robin Williams around. <laughs> Do you think? <laughs> oh yeah. I don't think so. Like, look at Robin Williams at any other point in his career. I don't think he did a he, lot of cocaine. Yeah, he did. Whenever he went out to, he was filming on like um, on an island at one point, okay. and he didn't have cocaine and he just couldn't act properly. And oh yeah. They shipped him out a bunch of cocaine and, and women and all of a sudden he was able to do oh, his job. Well, that's I fucking Hollywood idea. for you. Yeah. <laughs> Making go. dreams come go, true. <laughs> I read that on Reddit though so that could be wrong. Yeah. It's a person who wrote it. So who yeah, knows? Some guy who wrote it. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I met Robin Williams once. It was on an island. He did a bunch of cocaine. Yeah. I shipped out for him. Like. Yeah, that's it. He played a board game and then he landed on the cocaine square and it all showed up. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is true. Yeah. Jumanji! <laughs> yeah. It was a stampede of cocaine. Yes. Yeah. So that's um, kind of a little background on Toby Fox and his inspirations. Who is now, he? he? Where's he from? How old is he? Why is he so talented <laughs> he already? He was Robin Williams and Mr. Bean and did a bunch of cocaine with on an island. Okay. Is um, what Jamie, I believe Jamie said. If I'm following the story correctly, that was to, all Toby Fox. Nanu yeah. Nanu, Ethan. Nanu Nanu. <laughs> Good. And uh, gameplay is the next part. So Undertale, uh, it's a role-playing game. You walk around. It looks like a NES uh, top-down perspective or game boy top-down perspective role-playing game mm-hmm. uh the graphics look a lot like uh mother or um earthbound, earthbound. which but, is if you don't know i guess it's like really like square blocky pixels and yeah. Yeah. there's no sky it's top down on the ground and yeah. the kids are 2d flat against the ground so you can <laughs> see the kid in profile yeah bright colors um it like it doesn't really look that scary most of the time until you go into caves and stuff like when you're in a town there's these animated figures for example uh the bartender in the first town you go into is just like a, a flame yeah. in a suit and he's like polishing a mug yeah and oh, it, neat yeah and then and he doesn't want to serve your kind there all the characters oh. yeah you remember all the characters there uh are all, they're all like different wacky types of monsters and we'll we'll kind of touch on that a little bit later why except the kid who's human exactly exactly for human um does a kid have a name uh whatever you name him oh. there is a named child but it wasn't you okay and, and it came before it wasn't me Caught me hanging out with yeah. so if someone says they don't know uh, what uh, mother earthbound is if you know ness from super smash brothers which most people do in some way or another uh, that is the main character in. I think most people Mother who listen to this show. Yeah. Imagine the no. Dark Souls of Super Nintendo games. <laughs> yeah. Earthbound. Earthbound. <laughs> Earthbound. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was it Super Nintendo or was it NES? SNES. 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 Yeah. Mother One or Two may have been on NES. I think Earthbound, as we know oh. it, is Mother Three. There's too okay. many colors in the game to be on the NES. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, they, they used to do um, 
there's like a trick in animating for the Ness that if you used black as the background and then also on the character, you can make like see-through parts and things like that. There's like a bunch of ways that they, they got creative to use like a the very limited, limited amount of colors. Yeah. 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 On their sprites or whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. Now we can't even get fucking games to run properly. <laughs> so the RPG, you walk around, uh, it's usually talking with people, fighting in uh, turn-based combat, and a series of puzzles. So that's like a lot of um, top-down RPG games. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of, sorry, yeah, a lot of top-down RPG games. Yeah. And it's JRPG styled. Right. Like Chrono Trigger or Final Fantasy or mm-hmm. Fire Emblem. Mm-hmm. So the, oh, yeah. the kind of gimmick to this game uh, that not all RPGs have is that you can kill everything, you can kill nothing, uh, you can choose to befriend things or you can choose to kill them. Um, it's you get to play on your morality, which um, there's a different endings you can get based on the decisions that you have. And okay. there's three main endings, but within those main endings, there's many branches depending on how you handled yourself throughout the game. Okay. Yeah. Um, do I comport myself well, Jamie? Would you say? Would you say generally, I'm I'm well to do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You don't eat any animals. Boom! I get the good ending to this episode of the Lore Boys. Yep. You eat fish, though. Don't you? Yep. It's not an animal. That's not an animal. That's true. <laughs> That's not an animal, no. Uh, I eat tramps, too. And, tramps? and spinach. Would you eat a dolphin? Uh, but spinach are so no. innocent and cute when they grow up. Would you eat a whale? No. Would you eat any mammals? Would you eat a manatee? No. Especially not a manatee. They're cute. The mermaids of the sea. They're yeah. so thick. Mm-hmm. You can tell sailors was chubby chasers. Uh-huh. If they were just like, oh, I just can't resist this thing's siren song makes me want to jump overboard and yeah. fuck it. What about amphibians? Eat a frog? No, because I think it's gross, and I'm a picky eater. But uh, I, oh, have, yeah. I have had frog legs before. Would you eat raw fruits or vegetables? No, heavens no. no. <laughs> they actually they make, they make my throat close up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's pretty wild. You're so, pretty wild. Yeah, no. Wild boy. I don't think my dietary habits are wild, okay? No, I'm well, well to do, and I comport myself properly. It's just scary, dude. If you're stuck out in the wor- the real world, like... The let's wilderness. Say- <laughs> the wilderness. <laughs> the, the ire wilderness. And then they there's berries. You'd have to make a fire. Before Gotta you boil your berries. berries. I, I do boil my berries, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, my, and my Pop-Tarts. Yeah. <laughs> it's a raspberry Pop-Tart. I gotta boil it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's gonna make me sick otherwise. <laughs> Can't eat those Pop-Tarts raw. Just enough water that it turns to sludge, right? Yeah. <laughs> Listen to the Lore Boys Pac-Man episode? Yeah. yeah. It's one of our most popular episodes, actually. Listen, we yeah. did an episode on Pac-Man. I don't even remember anything from it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Other yeah. than our Pop-Tarts ravioli. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So Undertale's combat system, it's like a turn-based combat system where you have to, uh, your enemy hits you or tries to hit you, and then you hit your enemy. Uh, the way that you attack is there is a bar that goes all the way across and basically a target right in the middle. And you have a vertical line that slides across depending on what weapon you have. Like if you're playing a golf game mm-hmm. and like your shot bar, it like goes oh, you have up to adjust and you, your swing. you, yeah, you okay. press A at the top and it does max damage. So it swings across and you try and get it right in the middle. Depending on your uh, weapon, there's different mechanics for that. Uh, there was... Like, the first thing you get is just a single bar, and it slides across, and you try and stop it in the middle. Then you get, like, these dance shoes, and it comes across, uh, like, four of them come across, and you have to, they come out at different rhythms. Sometimes there's two close together, so you have to go tack, 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 or sometimes you have to go tack, okay. tack, tack, tack. So there, it hits you with a... What other combinations could there be? Um, tack, 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 tack. Oh, that was um, a long puzzle. Tack, 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 tack. 
Okay, well, that was unexpected. Tack, 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 tack. Whoa, three in a row? And then backwards, tack, 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 tack. So you need to river dance Mr. Bean to death, basically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you fight him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you fight your shadow clone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> shadow Bean. <laughs> yeah. For all the, like, punished Bean. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. horn and the eye patch. <laughs> For all the Polish listeners, I was just saying yes over and over again to them. That's a it's tack? Tack means yes. Huh. Yeah. Dobra. Or dobra means, like, good or cool, like... Dobra. Dobra. Tak, tak, dobra, tak. You can just oh, say okay. that. If you say that, like, Polish people think you're Polish. I did it a lot. Like, they, they offer you something, tak, tak, dobra. Yeah. And then, okay. He seems real. But anyways. <laughs> you were, you were making spoke... a face like you didn't want the thing that they were offering you. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, you, they're, they're very aloof. You okay, say, like, yeah, yeah. thank you, thank you. Yeah, get out of here. Like, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's like, <laughs> but thank you, Garcon. You may go now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've, yes, yes, you've yes. brought my bag of McDonald's over. I mostly went to restaurants and ate by myself, so that's how that went. Oh, okay, yeah. Fair, fair, fair. Um, so Undertale's combat system, like I said, it has the way that you attack. Oh, now I'm just hearing it everywhere. Attack. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's like you're trying to land it in the middle there. Depending on your weapon, there's different mechanics uh, or different ways to just hit that middle. And uh, the part that is defensive, and this kind of comes from the Super Mario uh, RPG, where even though you're going to get attacked, you do have a way to defend. Yeah. And it's skill-based. So in Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, you would hit A at the right time to block. Yeah. Oh, okay. This one And it's just like you still take damage, but you take reduced damage if you hit A properly. Exactly. And in this game, you are... Your character is given something called... uh, Your level is love... And you're represented as a heart when you're being defensive. And the heart is in a square. and You put a heart in a box. It's a heart in a box, (laughs) and it's bullet hell. So if someone has a a trident, maybe a trident's going to come down through your box, and you have to navigate your little heart so you don't get hit. Oh, I've seen that. You you fly your little Grinch heart around to avoid getting your feelings hurt. You use the arrow keys to move your heart out of the way of danger. Exactly. Okay, cool. So that uh, combines... an RPG turn-based combat with a bullet hell game, which is I thought it was really really fun because tac tac dobra, yeah, <laughs> yeah tac tac dobra. It <laughs> felt like you could um, that you you're completely in control the whole time. It was, it was way it, yeah, it was it, it's super engaging. So like the big criticism with I and I love turn-based RPGs. Like mm-hmm. I've beaten all like I've beaten Final Fantasy one through ten, and then when they stopped doing so much turn-based stuff, I stopped playing Final Fantasy games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love them, and I like, I like the slow pacing, and I like that I can look away from my screen or whatever. Yeah. And you can still do that in, in uh, Undertale, where, like, if it's your turn to attack, you can just, like, leave your cursor sitting there, you know, yeah. and be okay for, for a couple seconds. Um, but the defense mechanism is, like, so active and engaged. It's, like, these little bursts of, like, having to do stuff, and then otherwise it's just timing tacks, like Jamie said. Yeah. I know that... Uh, um Earthbound had like an active heal system. Is that you won't take full damage if you heal while your health is ticking down. Oh yeah. So it's it's again very similar to that where your defense is very much more in your control okay. than it would be in a traditional turn based. Yeah, exactly. Thing, right? In a Final Fantasy Five yeah. or whatever, yeah, which is exactly. like I attack, you attack, I attack, or, you attack, or I XCOM attack, where you just I need attack, to get lucky attack. or like be lucky in full cover and not be instantly killed. yeah that's it <laughs> yeah. and uh, end up with like uh, an enemy a sectoid that has like a 5% chance to hit you and a 1% crit chance and they somehow like crit you from across the map and you're like well I guess my guy's dead now yeah, that's, exactly. that's fun thank that's you life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, once you start to feel like you're getting used to this bullet hell thing too where you're just a red heart moving around uh, they start to throw in um, different ways to do this so for example there's a laser defense system and there's 
blue and orange lasers. And when an orange laser comes at you, you have to move through it and you won't take damage. But if there's a blue laser, you have to stay perfectly still. Yeah. So imagine a series of lasers coming at you and you always have to be thinking, okay, move, stay still, move, stay still, move, stay still. Heavy duty mind games. That would fuck me up. Yeah. Yeah. Especially once you get the muscle memory down. Yeah, that sounds. Yeah. The last boss, his eyes flash at a certain point, or second last boss, his eyes flash at a certain point. Like everything goes dark and it goes like blue, orange, orange, blue. And if you're not paying attention to his cues, you won't know what's coming. And then it happens really, really fast. Okay. So you have to like, it's kind of like a memory game and then you just react yeah. to it. Well and stuff played, like that. Toby Fox. That's yeah. really neat. Who's Toby Fox? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he's the guy who made Stardew Valley. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Another he's boss. Mr. Bean. Yeah, he's the actor who plays Mr. Bean. <laughs> <laughs> Another boss who's completely invulnerable to physical attacks. All of a sudden, your heart um, turns yellow and you gain the ability to shoot out of your heart. So it becomes one of these games where you're not attacking in a turn-based way, but you're dodging like bullet hell and also attacking him at the same time. With so you're your little the little heart. bullet hell ship. Exactly. Yeah. Neat. So every like in deep space waifu the formal uh, foulware <laughs> <laughs> Ethan played a hentai bullet hell played two. I played two yeah. oh, oh, to completion right. thank you very much right. I did it for the listeners to completion is that the right word for that <laughs> <Yeah>. twice <laughs> <laughs> one game <laughs> it's a good long game yeah. uh, it's not uh, that long no. <laughs> the third and fourth games are way easier to beat. I was a uh, penis length joke. Yeah. Uh, so the formula for this attack, this battle system, if there was no permutations, it's already super engaging. But then every world you go to, they kind of add a little bit more to it. And then it culminates in the final boss where you get to use all of these mechanics together. Yeah. Everything it's you've learned. Like a, so fun. Like some sort of video game. Yeah. Oh, I see. Where you get progressively stronger until... You stop getting stronger in the game ends. And you get to the final <laughs> exam. Yeah. Um, also, um, Toby Fox like didn't want you to have to grind. So he made it so you do not need to stick around in any area. You just go whichever direction you want. And you can beat the game without taking a single, like, killing a single thing or gaining a single level or love. Your love increases is what they say whenever yeah. you level goes Okay, up. you yeah. you uh, you fight all these monsters or don't, and yeah. in turn yeah. become more compassionate. Yeah, yeah. There are like dogs in the game that like you fight them and you can you can attack them, or you can do stuff like pet the dog, you know, oh, or like yeah. call the dog over or play fetch with the dog, and they just like they're like enemies and they're acting all tough, but they they're they're so scripted like dogs where they just get so excited okay, by a yeah. human who wants to pet them they're like oh my god oh my god yeah. and this is why this game is so replayable because i watched ethan play it and i had a completely different outcome in my playthrough i didn't yeah. get, i didn't see the dogs i didn't have a competitive date uh there's a bunch of things that happened to ethan that didn't happen to me mm. and both on our first playthroughs and the game will change on your second playthrough as well oh wow and even on your third playthrough depending on how you do it the game is constantly changing what about your fourth playthrough uh, it can. It okay. can change depending on how you play it. Just like the rhythms of the dance shoes. It's the yeah. rhythm of the dance. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. When I played, it was tack, 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 tack. When Jamie <laughs> played, it was tack, 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 tack. There we go. I'm just going to lift the cat over the wire so we don't have any the problems. Slink, the slinky cat. And she goes right back under it. <laughs> well, if she goes under it, that's okay. She's going to lie down. Okay. Screamer, well, could you do me a favor? Could you turn uh, my levels up, please? Screamer, could you give me a new, another cup, uh, another glass of water? Screamer? Thanks, Screamer. Yeah. <laughs> so, no grinding needed. Um, that's just fun to me. Like, you know, like in Final Fantasy, oh, man, I can't beat this level 99 boss until I just stay in this one area and kill things for three hours or yeah, whatever. Yeah, in the older ones, it's like you're level 28, and you just have to grind for, like, 19 hours. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I like I said, I've, I've played a lot of the Final Fantasies, and they're, like, 
they can be bad for that. My problem with the Final Fantasy ones is the the overworld random encounters that you run into, where it's like you oh, have yeah. to run from point A to point B to like do something, and you just like like I have much less of a problem with like being forced to go grind uh, as opposed to I end up at spots where like I'm just grinding because. I keep getting running into fucking random encounters when I'm looking for one specific thing. Like, I'm trying to catch a fucking chocobo so I can get past the snake, and I just keep get running into encounters, and it's just like, ah. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, isn't a thing. Like, every encounter in Undertale, at least as far as I got, was an intentional encounter. Yeah. There was no random encounters. Um, there are uh, random encounters later, but they're few and far between, and honestly, I didn't fight the same enemies many times so it was always kind of fun okay. what does leveling up even do increase your love uh yeah it increased leveling leveling up is increasing your love yeah. uh if you don't attack anything your whole game your love doesn't go up i think it increases your uh, probably your defense your attack your okay. health your RPG but if you stuff. slaughter things indiscriminately your love goes up yes yeah. a weird statement toby fox yeah it's actually very much in baked into the game and when you finish the game the first time they explain why it's that way okay and i'm not going to ruin it for the people who want to play the game okay but why is it that way jimmy (laughs) (laughs) i will give you more background on the game though so don't worry i won't leave you hanging um so like you said where you're trying to go back and forth and you're running into random encounters and you're trying to go get one thing to bring back to another thing which is kind of annoying he didn't want to put fetch quests in the game at all he didn't like backtracking yeah he just wants you to be able to explore okay Mm -hmm. so which i think is awesome uh, even though I play a ton of World of Warcraft, which is just... Yeah. <laughs> For a guy who's, who said, like, I love that I don't have to grind or backtrack at all. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. You're, your second character's level 50 now in yeah. WoW Classic. Yeah, yeah. Getting, I'm working on my third, too. But yeah. I, I'm having fun with that. I don't know why, yeah. Maybe it's just satisfying a different part of my yeah. gaming experience. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. yeah, they're yeah, they're fun in their own ways. It's yeah. not... I don't think it's a commentary on, like, these things are bad. It's just yeah. this is not what this game is trying to achieve. You can't like both these things, Jamie. It <laughs> makes no sense and scares me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the in terms of the difficulty, uh, he made sure it was easy and enjoyable. Like your final boss encounter, it's it's kind of weird. Like your health will go down, but like the bullet hell is absolutely insane. Like there's no way you could get through this and not get hit your first time. Okay. Um, and your health will go down, and it'll like slip. It almost like halves every time, and it's like asymptotic that it almost like gets right to the bottom and then you heal back up and then it goes right 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 to the bottom heals back up i don't know if it's possible to die because i was dodging the best i could but it felt like it was very forgiving but also felt tense the entire time yeah yeah Yeah. that's a hell of a lot more important i think in a for a good boss fight is for to feel good Mm -hmm. and not necessarily stomp you into the earth yeah well yeah yeah exactly because i think dark souls is a great example where like because the mechanics are so smooth and so rounded even a very difficult boss encounter where they stomp you into the earth still usually feels good yeah because you are constantly in control of everything that's happening and generally speaking especially in the later games it's quick to get back to them yeah so there's not a whole lot of frustrating downtime yeah exactly but the only the last boss feels like you almost can't die like everything else you definitely can die i died like three or well the first boss you can't die uh, maybe I don't know. I didn't. I, tr- I tried to to die to her. Oh, okay. Just well, kill me, mommy. Yeah, do it. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. So yeah, there's like a mother figure when you first start off uh, the game. She's like uh, a goat. Yeah, yeah. She's like a goat. It, it gets to a point where like you have your heart in the center box, and I like this is not really a spoiler because it's the very first boss in the game. Yep. But like she's like, oh, you have to prove that you're strong enough if you want to like leave or whatever. Uh, so then you like she gets in. She like challenges challenges you to a fight, and at first she like deals like crazy amounts of damage to you uh and then uh by the end like when your health is low 
uh, when you're in the bullet hell thing, her bullets will dodge you. So you can move the heart around and try oh, and hit neat. bullets, and like those bullets will all like dodge oh, you. Oh, I remember that happened to you. So I I beat her and I used all my consumables, so I never got low with her. But, oh yeah, <laughs> but. There we go. I guess yeah. so. We had different, completely different experiences. Yeah, with that's that. a neat yeah. mechanic as well. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I was like, oh, I felt too bad. I, I was like, I want to see what happens. Like, if you lose this fight, if you just like yeah. stay in, like stay in her house or whatever until yeah. you like do end until up until you're 35 her. and she kicks you out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's one of the endings. Yeah, the uh, kid but, gets all fat. <laughs> yeah. But no, she'll she'll never she'll never kill you. She'll, oh, okay. she'll never down you. Yeah. Um. So also, there's not only just like attack. There's uh. An act, uh, yes. act. It's attack or attack, act, Deck. item, um, mercy. Yeah. So you can okay. be, you can give mercy to is everything. Is there a flee too? Is there a run? That's mercy. Mercy is just like mercy is you let them run. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's the same. It, it, it's the same difference in this game. Oh, you, yeah. So there's not a, there's not a flee. Like if rocks. you have if you because like mercy you do against one specific enemy. Uh-huh. I was wondering if there's a like a, I'm gonna flee from three enemies now. I killed everything that i could on my way through so uh-huh. i don't know yeah. maybe but i just chose mercy the whole i i never chose mercy the whole way through so i wouldn't oh. know if there's oh, a flea yeah. but at the bottom for sure there's four options yeah okay yeah. so there's not a run i'm no just flea, try, i'm yeah. just trying to remember no yeah i don't know um so they can use act act is the second one is like just different actions you could do other than attack or give mercy mm-hmm. you can like uh scan things you can if you have a friend at a certain part you have like a scientist friend who's always calling in okay. you can call him and be like hey what's going on with this and he can like give you suggestions okay. and things yeah. like that so that's kind of cool yeah um, the mer- I, i'm so i'm i'm surprised you never use mercy either because like some enemies even like the i didn't play for that long i played yeah. for like an hour maybe yeah um but there were some enemies that were it was just so much more effective to use mercy on like it was just like a one hit like they automatically leave but you don't gain any heart or love or whatever yeah yeah it's yeah. exp which okay, yeah, yeah. uh exp actually stands for execution points oh you yeah find out later <laughs> uh your first playthrough you're encouraged to just play however like kill things like yeah, a normal yeah. rpg maybe give mercy to some things yeah, yeah. and you almost always get the neutral ending on your first time through okay and at the end, they tell you, like, yeah, all that EXP, what you think was experience, is execution points. That's oh, interesting. Damn. So you've been killing things. And yeah. Yeah. That's... Well, killing things does kill things. Yeah. yeah. That, that is something that I already know. I like how your, like, level of bloodlust is what's measured at the end. Yeah, so, it is. So anyone... Bloodlust, who... heart strength. Uh-huh. <laughs> the more blood, the stronger your heart. That's what I know. Yeah. yeah. If you are playing through the first time... Do not try and go for uh, the pacifist route or the genocide route. You're not the pause of me. Um, well, it, because you physically can't. Oh, okay. Um, then do tell me what to do. Yeah, you you need to go through. Just play what feels natural. You will kill a couple things. You'll save a couple things. And Pet that's, a few dogs, I hope. Yeah, that will make sure that you get the neutral ending. Then once you get the neutral ending, it starts to open up. On it'll give you a little bit more backstory on what's going on in the game. And then it encourages you to play a different way the next time through. Cool. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. Um, like a new game plus. Exactly. Yeah. So there's three endings. Uh, neutral ending. The true pacifist ending is what the second one's called. And then the genocide. False pacifist ending. The, well, there's a true... The false positive ending. <laughs> the, the baby eating. <laughs> yeah. The true pacifist you have to do after the neutral and before the genocide because if you do the genocide once, you um, can never do the pacifist. You can do the pacifist, but it's a different result. At the end of the genocide, you give That's wild. At the end of the genocide, you give up your soul to basically save the world. 
Okay. So Good once you me. do that once, you're locked into that, and your your next one would be the soulless pacifist ending, not the true pacifist ending. Oh, Interesting. Okay. Yeah. This game, I was in the Steam community forums doing my best to decode it with only have finished the neutral ending. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot there. There's a yeah. lot there. I'm going to set up what you need to know to get into it, and then you can dive in and try and finish it as many yeah, ways you as you want. You can cap off your evening with a nice genocide ending if you yeah. want. Yeah. <laughs> but not before the true passes in. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no dessert before dinner, young man. <laughs> mm. Mm, mm, mm. I would give up my soul just for another portion of this <laughs> lovely Mom. devil's food cake. Mom, can I have my genocide yet? Not until you finish your peace. <laughs> you finish your pacifist run, honey. Yeah, peace stands for pacifist. Yeah. Exactly. I was thinking peace, peas. Peace. Oh, peas, okay. But we yeah. got there. Yeah, there we go. We all have jokes, huh? Yeah. <laughs> We're all at this expensive restaurant <laughs> trying not to kill everyone in the room. Uh-huh. Uh, especially not Mr. Bean. It is awful nice that this fancy restaurant in our hometown always lets us record. Yes. And, like, tells all its other patrons to keep the fuck down. Yeah. <laughs> Give everybody plastic forks and knives yeah. so they don't, like, make any noise on the table. Yeah. <laughs> they have to drink their soup through a spoon. Uh, through a through straw. A, spoon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. a spoon straw. Yeah. Wow, that would be so weird using a spoon on soup, Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> I drilled a hole in my spoon so I, so I could drink my soup through it. <laughs> <laughs> you have to put it up against your lip and then, like, put your face in the bowl. Pretty much, I, yeah. <laughs> At McDonald's, the McFlurry spoons are kind of like that. They got a hole right down the middle. I That's know. so they can clip oh. into the mixer. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I worked there. I should know that. <laughs> um, I so, think it's for dynamics. But. So now we know Toby Fox made it. He made pretty much everything. The music, which is great. Uh, he so we, for a couple art assets. Which art assets didn't he make, James? Uh, probably the last boss, but I'm not sure. Okay, good. Mm, good. Okay. Um, then now we also know the inspirations. We've got the Mother series, Super Mario, the Tahu Project. Alf. Uh, and Mr. Bean or Alf yeah. or Mork and Mindy, Mindy or Robin Williams or whatever, like Cocaine like. Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was the original title for Undertale. Yeah. <laughs> but they wouldn't let him port it to Switch. Yeah, yeah. So now we know there's also uh, your choices matter. It's measuring your morality. Uh, you have to play through the neutral ending first, but then the game opens up. You get more story on the once you do the pacifist ending. Uh, you get more action once you do the genocide ending. It's really cool. And uh, we know it's a bullet hell RPG. So let's talk about the story. What the heck's going on? Does he on? have a lore master? Is that one of the things he didn't do himself? A lore master? No, he did this. He did all the lore. Oh, he did all the lore. All and the lore and story for sure, yeah. Yeah, it's... That's the easy part of a video game. I think so. <laughs> the world building? Yeah. Absolutely. And the story? I mean, come on. Just get a girl with big knockers in there. You don't even have to write a story. Put her up in a tower <laughs> the and gamers then will get her. The gamers will be looking at her. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> It's like my last episode, Gex, in the third one. There's put a girl with big knockers in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a real live action girl with big knockers in it. Yeah, that this lizard could save. Yeah, yeah. and then fuck, presumably. Yeah, well, they finished Allegedly. in a hotel room. Yeah, would she lay an egg? Uh, would he just slither up inside her? Maybe all, all questions that need answers. Listen to our Gex episode to find out. Maybe Ooh, we talked yeah. about it. Yeah, the tantric uh. lizard sex. Yikes! I was lost. <laughs> I was lost in a, in a haze of opium for that episode. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, so Undertale starts off um, by telling us the story of the monsters' war against the humans. So this is the the big the big thing is that's why that fire guy is racist against you, presumably. That's why a lot of the monsters are racist against you, presumably. It's monsters versus humans. They used to live in the same world all together, mm-hmm. um, but one day. The humans sought to drive out the monsters from the world. and As you do. Yep. The monsters fought back, but they lost. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. So they were forced to go to the underneath, um, underground, Undertale is what it's called. Oh, that um, makes sense, yeah. Yeah. But you're like a human kid who is trying to escape your war crimes, so you've gone to Argentina. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. you accidentally fall into the underworld, basically. It's oh. more like you're, you're, uh, you're a child who's trying to escape your war crimes by going to Israel. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're going where... Well, now I don't. I now I just realized that my metaphor makes the Jews the monsters. I think your metaphor makes the Jews the monsters, actually, Peter. No, you so. escaped to Arge- you the a bunch of Nazis escaped Argentina. Yeah, but if you're if you're saying the humans are the Nazis, then the persecuted are All the right. monsters. I'd like to put a great barrier between me and this conversation. Grief. <laughs> there was a great barrier put between the monsters and the humans. Mm-hmm. The humans being above in the overworld, and the monsters being below in the in the Undertale. Yes. Under- Undertale, yeah. Um, so T-A-L-E. Something like you need to know about this game is that the souls are a big part of this. There's monster souls, there's human souls, and they have different properties. A uh, human soul is stronger than a monster soul. Yes. Okay. But a monster can take a human soul unto itself and become much, much stronger. Is that why they were harvesting monsters? Um, no. That would be why monsters would have been harvesting humans. Okay. Yeah, because the human souls are the strong ones. The monster souls are less strong. Yeah. Okay. The, uh, but a monster plus a human soul, even stronger. But only monsters can add human souls onto theirs. Right, yeah, mm-hmm. so they need to get juiced off of yeah. human souls. Exactly, yeah. And they mainline us. To nice. pass through the barrier, a monster would need to get seven human souls absorbed into itself. Every human soul that it, it takes in, it becomes stronger and stronger and stronger. And the last boss you fight basically has six souls, and you would be the seventh. And it is pretty much the strongest it could be without... Raising once you get seven, you can go through the barrier and just wreak havoc on humanity. What was his name again? I've seen that boss fight. King of Monsters. Um, there's a couple different ones. I don't want to say the actual last one because it would spoil. I know things. who the last one is, but the 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 second to last boss is the big. Uh, he no spoilers. Dinosaur guy. Yeah, he's. I'll I'll get to him. Yeah, okay. I'll get to him. I'll get to him. But Peter, why are you trying to jump ahead? I didn't know. We just started talking about the story. You're like, how does it end, though? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't take you to the cinema. <laughs> I'm, always, I'm always talking out loud. Yeah, that's it. You're ruining yeah. the porn plots for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> did I say cinema? I meant cinema. There's a great barrier. <laughs> a great barrier. The way that a monster can get through is to absorb seven human souls or in tandem, like, together, a, a monster and a human can, like, agree, with consent, fuse their souls to go through. Okay. So a monster can't just, like, grab a guy and then go through and fuse, but if they were together to say, like, we're going back through the barrier, they could. If the monster gecko were to slither up the lady human's vagina willingly, then they could go through the barrier, is what you're saying. Yeah, your words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My words, but not wrong. <laughs> not always right, but I'm never wrong. <laughs> so the way that our boy, who is the one boy who fell down... The only way he could get back up to his home is to fuse with one monster. I think the human can make the monster do it, in, like, not consensually, but the monster needs consent to do it otherwise. Because a monster needs seven souls, but you only need one. Right, but so you just need to find one that you need to steal. Yeah, Jamie just flipped double birds when he said one. Yeah, I saw that. The, yeah. ones, <laughs> the ones were his middle fingers, and he just flipped Pointing me and Peter up off. towards the above yeah. tail. I only need one. It's my longest finger. I was trying to really oh, show, yeah, yeah. emphasize. Yeah. And you do yeah. have short fingers, yeah. Except for his middle finger. 
Yeah, it's very <laughs> freakishly I, long. I took <laughs> almost the, five times as long as your other fingers. <laughs> I took all, all the top knuckles off my other fingers and just had it put onto my middle Add, finger. Added to your so middle. I have five nails on yeah. that thing. On top. Yeah. So you could be like one of those weird lemurs from Madagascar with oh, like an eye, an eye, extra, an <laughs> yeah, eye yeah. with the extra long middle fingers. Yeah. To get termites out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You use it to stick them into trees. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you ever see a guy with his tree stuck, his middle finger stuck in a tree at the park? It's probably Jamie. It's probably Jamie. It's always me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the monsters are basically trying to get your soul whenever you land into the game. Basically, the big guy at the end, Asgore is his name. Uh, that's the one you're asking about, Pete. Yep. Has six souls. He wants a seventh. He's ate a lot of kids. Yeah. Okay. And there's a reason for that. And They're well, tasty, and he needs power to cross the barrier. Yes, stop racism. Well, he was a nice guy once upon a time. Once upon a time, and we're starting off with him as a nice, nice guy. Asgore is a nice guy. He's the king of the monsters king right of the now. Monsters. Um, but for now, um, seven souls to get out for a monster. One soul to get out. Kind of unclear on how that works, but a human only needs one. Okay, because right. the souls are. It's called soul fusion. So, like, instead of killing something and taking their soul, it's like you're fusing together. Okay, cool. Yeah. I guess you weaken the soul by killing it. And so then, like, you would need, like, seven weakened souls or Maybe. one You can't eat that soul. soul raw. You need to beat the beat them so you don't get E. coli. There's, and then you fuse with it. You have to pay the troll toll. There's a dialogue yeah. that you, when you're walking through a cave in the game and you click on it, it, like, actually, it, it says that human souls are more powerful than monster souls. That's why monsters want to take right. them in but so they're yeah. barely barely not powerful enough to get back to the barrier I guess so you just need that little extra little nudge yeah. of like one dead monster preferably an innocent one virgin monster something like that mm-hmm. yeah it's just like you need someone tall enough that you can stand on their shoulders and reach the top of the barrier to climb over. Okay. But if they're yeah. dead, then they can't stand. Oh. So they're much, much shorter. But you, you could just pile seven up? bodies on top of each other and use those to get it. It's just as high as a normal body. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, so, fun fact, uh, kind of like the, the golden ratio, like your arms out to the side is like your exact height and the distance between like your belly button and your toes is the same as the distance between the belly button and the top of the head. Okay, yeah. Uh, everybody's body is one-seventh as wide or as deep as they are tall. Your oh, large okay. intestine, when unraveled, is the length of a football field. Exactly. Yeah. Golden ratio. Yeah. Golden uh, ratio. All, that, that's, why, <laughs> that's why everything is measured in football fields in the States. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, now the leaders of the monsters are Queen Toriel and King Asgore. And eventually they have a child named Azriel. Okay. So Azriel is uh, pretty important in the lore. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where the, this is the point in time where the first human falls through into the underground. This is after the barriers made. One human falls through. It's the first one ever. Are they all afraid of it, like in Monsters Inc., or is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Monsters Inc. is set in Undertale. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, that it's the underworld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoilers, but this is the that's the end of the of Undertale. <laughs> is you find out that you've been working with Sully and Mike Wazowski the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe if the monster in Monsters, Inc. was not yet trained to scare people. Because what happens is Chara falls through and is discovered by Azriel. Both are kids at the time. Okay. So it's a kid finds a kid, and they're different, but they're both kids. It's like so the yeah. fox and the hound. They, yeah. they learn to accept each other's differences. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Until the hound is trained to hunt the fox. Exactly. But then he <laughs> saves him from a bear. Well, which is nice. That movie makes me cry. Yeah, me too. Azriel um, is... Picks up Chara. Chara is the first human. Okay. Chara. Okay. Zedano. Sorry? Uh, hockey player. Don't yeah. worry. Oh, okay. He's for, for the Bruins. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I said it, and then I was like, Jamie's not going to know what no, I'm he's a big, I did. <laughs> He's a big guy who played on the Senators. He's an enforcer. He's a fighter. I do know that because okay. my mom was very into hockey, and I was talked about. She was. Her. She was yeah. an Oilers fan. Yep. Uh, no, I know Senators. Was she a Senators yep. fan? I thought she was an Oilers fan. Nope. Senators. Anyway. Anyways, um, so Chara falls in. Azriel picks up Chara. Brings her home because Char- uh, brings him home. Chara is injured from the fall, fell all the way into the underground. Um, and the king and queen, Toriel and Asgore, actually take them in. Okay. Uh, and raise them as one of their own. So this oh, child okay. is raised uh, in a royal monster family. Okay. That explains why they're so good at hockey. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a setup for a children's TV show. Yeah. yeah. Just, just called Ra- the royal raised monster by family. monsters. Yeah. <laughs> monster family. Yeah. Yeah. Or step monster, step step monster. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> would be what it is. This summer, yeah. <laughs> I can see it, dude. It, it, it's a woman is abusing her stepchild. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> what kind of dainty hijinks will they get up to trying to kill their stepmother? <laughs> um, Paramount, reach reach out to us. Come on, yeah, get at us. <laughs> yeah. So we don't get much information because all of this that we're learning is kind of um, through things that you read in the game. So we don't really know about how Chara grew up or the time they spent there. Grew up in a monster household, possibly consuming human souls for power. And do we not know because uh, your reading comprehension is low or is it just not known in terms <laughs> of the game? <laughs> I'll, I'll say it's not included, but okay, yeah, that's yeah. up for you guys to That wasn't just the dig. That was a callback joke. So you can't be mad, Jamie. I'm not. Um, so yeah. <laughs> I promise you're not mad. Uh, Azrael, um, sees that Chara becomes deathly ill one day. Chara becomes very, very, very sick. Did he have monster pox? Um, <laughs> he ate a, f- a pie that had a... Fl- well, it's implied that he ate a pie that had a flower in it that he shouldn't have eaten. Okay. Oh, okay, like nightshade or some poisonous shit? O- yeah. Opium. Just a just pop, a poppy seed muffin. What did you do, Azriel? You can't feed your pet people chocolate. It's yeah. gonna kill them. <laughs> the chocolate hey, flower. Coincidentally, um, Chara's final death wish is to return to his home village and to see the golden flowers that were native to his homeland. And that's where he wants to die, basically. Okay. And so Azriel says, okay, I'll do anything I can to help you get there. So they decide to fuse souls. Okay, yeah, I was going to ask, does he absorb his soul to like keep it safe so he could one day get up to the surface? Keep yeah. it secret. Keep, keep it safe. safe. And then start eating flowers indiscriminately yeah. on, the sur- <laughs> on the surface world? Um, so this is for you. Yeah. <laughs> Azrael absorbs Chara's soul and they head to the land of the humans but there's too much trouble on both of these. There's a dying soul inside of a soul. Uh, there's some turbulence. One's trying to go one way. One's trying to go another kind of thing. There's they're they're not both trying to get home for a reason. I'll explain soon. And both of them die. Oh no! Oh shit! Both of them die. Yeah. That, so this is really bad. Uh, you find this out from like tapes that you can find in a secret lab in the game, mm-hmm. and you can see this. But um, Chara, we find out that Chara was not so pure. Chara poisoned himself, or it's implied that he poisoned himself to get. The monster to fuse oh, with him to guilt Azriel into fusing with him. Like, no. no, I'll never do that with a boy like you. No. <laughs> I'm dying. It's my last wish is to get with you. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Something much more sinister than that, actually. Okay. Uh, Chara wanted to destroy all of humanity, 
Okay. And oh. to fuse with the monster soul is to make himself more powerful. And to come back, uh, everybody else just has a human soul. He'd come back with a monster and a human soul and could just start stronger. kill, start killing everyone. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So Chara poisoned himself. My dying wish is to get with you <coughs> so we could kill all of humanity. Yeah. Chara. I remember my first time. Yeah. Uh, my mom always told me never to say no to a sick kid, but yeah. this feels wrong. <laughs> yeah. That's the reason why they both died, though, is because they, they could. Because she was like, "Yeah, I'll take you home," and he was like, "I'm not going home, you." Yeah, stupid. we're gonna kill everyone. Azrael resisted. Yeah. Then they just destroyed each other. Okay. Now that we're together, we can finally genocide the surface world. Oh yeah. uh, uh, no! <laughs> what about the golden flowers? The golden flowers were a metaphor yeah. for exterminating all human life. <laughs> <laughs> How could I be so blind? <laughs> yeah. My my high school English teacher would be furious with me for missing this. <laughs> so something that. I'm not super clear on, but um, we'll kind of... I'll set this up so if you do play through the game, you can watch out for cues about this. There's a flower in the game that talks to you called Flowey the Flower. Yeah, he's the first enemy. First enemy. Um, you don't really kill him, but... No, he gets uh, scared off by Toriel. Flowey is the fused soul of Chara and Azriel. Oh, and that's not made clear. There's a whole; it gets super convoluted. There's like time travel involved. There's um, Flowey the Flower at some point discovers save points in the game, like physically okay. can save, so can revert to saves and okay. things like this. Cool. Which you fight Flowey later, and Flowey can turn back the tides of battle and revert to save points okay. and things like this. Like okay. regain hit points, kind of thing. Neat. Yeah, or just go back to a certain point in the battle. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And he has he can set up like a fixed point in time to return yeah. to. So like if you had two bombs in your pocket and fifty percent health, uh, then you take damage and use your bombs. You can go back to having two okay. bombs in your pocket yeah. and fifty percent health. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so that gets really convoluted. I think I need to play through the next two endings to understand more, more why that. that's going on. But I encourage you guys to do it because it seems really interesting. Okay. Um, that I only mention that because it would not ruin my first playthrough. I would just be looking for wait, why is it? Why is yeah, that? Yeah, I almost yeah. want to play through the neutral ending again so I can pick up on the small. Pick things. up on those, yeah. yeah. Um. So Azriel, when you first talk to him, uh, in the very first, so you do talk to him at some point, and he does tell you about this As- in one of Azriel. Yeah, Azriel's a girl, right? No, a boy. I thought it was a daughter. No, it's my a boy. Bad, it's a boy. They're both boys. So at, in one of the endings, you talk to Azriel, and Azriel explains this to you that they fused. And okay. Turn it, it into an evil flower. Yeah. I think... As you do. I think it's in the genocide ending. Once you kill everything, then the flower might split, and then you have to face Azriel for what it really is. I don't know, but... I don't know. It seems intense. It seems intense. Okay. Yeah. Read on and find out. Exactly. So... um, yeah, so they most, uh, in theory, Chara fell into the underground, got adopted by the royal family, found a poisonous flower, then killed himself to merge with, like, almost to, killed himself to, to merge with Azriel. Azriel into merging. Yeah, and then to kill all humans, and then when they failed because Azriel resisted, uh, they both died. Char- and okay. when you start the game, you're just after the, like, you're a, f- a certain amount of years passed after Azriel and um, Chara died. And this because of this, the king, who used to be a cool guy, lost both of the sons that he raised, yeah. decides, I hate all humans. So any humans that fell into thereafter, assumedly six of them fell in thereafter, uh-huh. because he has six souls when you start the game. Oh, yeah, and he wouldn't have gotten Chara's soul. Yeah. No. Yeah. 
It wouldn't have gotten Trapezoid. Asriel got him. Trapezoid. Yeah. yeah. Got him. Yeah. And then turned into a flower. Yeah. So. As you do. Okay. The queen, what? Like, as much as she was sad, she completely hated the man that the husband turned into. Or the, the, whatever he looks like. That dog-looking weird thing. He's got long ears, a big nose. He's not a person, but I don't know what he is, but. What a big monster, king of the monsters. Dogs aren't people. Nope. Dogs are monsters. So Queen Toriel <laughs> uh, packs up and leaves and goes to a place to basically intercept the humans and keep them safe. Uh-huh. And Queen Toriel is the person that you first run into. Okay, so fight. she's like underneath that one big hole that they can't just get patched up that, <laughs> yeah. keeps, that keeps having humans fall in. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like a pothole from some city above. Yeah, yeah. yeah just that's below Montreal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But the um, the hole is on the other side of the barrier. So she she walks up to it and she's like, "Damn it, I can't can't fucking do anything about it." <laughs> so that's basically all the story that I wanted to set up. Um, you can play through it. There's three main bosses in the game that you'll see. There's the first guy. Or actually, I have them here. I'll, I'll say bo- I'll say all of them. Why don't you go ahead and say them on air, James? Yeah. So them. there's one on called blast. Papyrus. Okay, I, yeah. He's a skeleton. He's a skeleton. You go you can go on a date fight with him. He's the brother. Oh, that's where you had the date fight. Yeah. Okay. You fight Papyrus. Yeah. He's the brother of um who's the guy who just got added to Smash? Uh, Sans. Sans. Yeah, Sans. Yeah. Exactly. So he's the Sans. They're both, they're both types of fonts. Sans oh, yeah. and Papyrus, all his dialogue is in the Papyrus font. Oh, yeah. interesting. In the game. Yeah. <laughs> is Sans and Sans? Uh presumably. Comic but Sans? I think all the text is in Sans. Oh, okay. Sans is or Sans I don't is know. a type of font, right? Like, it's Sans Serif. Comic Sans. Comic Sans, yeah. yeah. I it's don't like know. a modifier to font. Okay. I don't know how to interpret Sans yet on my first playthrough. He's more than he appears. He talks like Banjo-Kazooie, and that song just happens. You guys just recreated the atmosphere of the game perfectly. Oh, good. You don't even need to play it now. You got the whole thing. Yeah, you got it. There's Papyrus. Undyne. U-N-D-Y-N-E. Which is like... A per, it's a woman Aragorn, ranger of the Unadine <laughs> Assumingly a woman who's in uh, All armor suit And like a super scary oh, yeah, yeah. Girl to fight Yeah so. she's uh, she's the hottie of the game Oh okay she's, You well, don't really see her body You well, just see yeah. a, a suit of armor I see a powerful ass woman in a suit of armor And I'm like hell yeah okay. he, he, He's got a giant test thing Remember yeah. we've established this yeah. <laughs> He just wants to be picked up and hugged Zarya is my Is the hottest character in Overwatch <laughs> yeah. Tweet me Like tweet yeah. at me So she's scary but doesn't really say anything It's just like a walking thing of armor That uh, looks really really powerful Kind of uh, just like clanks around yeah, where, I stopped, where I stopped playing I had just started to see her Yeah Okay and then the next guy uh, is Metaton. Uh, he oh, he's is a Pokemon. A robot that is obsessed with entertainment and TV ratings. Okay. And keeps putting <laughs> it through like game show type things. Okay. But yeah. usually that are supposed to ultimately kill you. And they, he sets like crazy parameters. Like, to so I'm on a cooking show. And now you need to get this. And if you don't get it in 10 seconds, you will die. And then he puts it on a platform and shoots it like. 300 feet in the air. <laughs> it's like Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, yeah, but the person who made the robot, uh, Alphys, uh, has a crush on you, and it keeps like trying to be like, do you want to watch a movie with me? And yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And says, so like, I've been waiting for the person to fall in love with. There's cameras all over the game, and she's been watching you. Okay. <laughs> um, 
basically is trying to help you not die and her whole thing is like she's going to get you to the end and right at the last second save you from Metaton and okay, be like yeah, the, yeah. The, the person who saved you okay. so you have fallen in love with them but in the end they can't so you just beat them anyway so you do Hell's okay. Kitchen do you do The Apprentice yeah so it, yeah. they throw the Hell's Kitchen survivor they, yeah they throw it 300 feet in the air and you can't get to it but Alphys gives you a jet pack so you can go all the way up Jump and you just barely it. survive yeah, yeah. Uh, just like real Hell's Kitchen yeah where exactly. Gordon Ramsay shows up at a small town restaurant threatens the owner with death and then launches their food into the yeah. air <laughs> you're thinking of hotel rescue i think uh no i'm t- thinking of um that's hotel hell H- hotel hell yeah. yeah but there's also hell's kitchen is where they're in his kitchen it's kitchen nightmares excuse kitchen me nightmares. Is, is the one i was thinking of yeah yeah tune in next week for gordon ramsay lore <laughs> i fucking love kitchen nightmares yeah, yeah. They're, they're easy to watch that's that's really easy like the, like all of the cooking channel yeah it's really digestible content as a cooking joke, a cooking channel joke. Nice. I'm raising my eyebrows as I approve of his joke. Yeah, yeah. Peter's great on uh, the radio. <laughs> as the sound of his eyebrows for anyone who yeah. didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoa! Sorry. I kicked the table. So there's a few different endings. That's kind of the story. So we can talk about the three main endings of the game. Um, the first main ending, like I said, uh, I kind of alluded to this already. You have to do this one first before it's you do natural. anything else. And it's the neutral. Jimmy nut, Jimmy neutral. Yeah. So at home to make sure that you do this, I don't think you can fuck it up. Like I think you have to go through the neutral. Uh, but to get the neutral ending, these are the parameters. What if you chose to slaughter everything that came into your path in your first playthrough? I would have to do it, wouldn't I? Well, yes. Yeah. Are you bloodlusted enough at this point? <laughs> I would. I would do a pacifist and then a genocide, just because I know from looking it up that. That's the only way you could see all of the endings without losing your yeah. soul. Well, the, we established that the genocide is the palate cleanser. Yeah, exactly. It is the coffee at the end of the night. At the end of the meal. So the, the, par- the parameters for this is a neutral ending occurs when these conditions are met. The protagonist does not befriend all the pivotal characters, Papyrus, Undyne, and Alphys. The, char- the protagonist kills any, but not every monster. Um, like one between one and all? Yeah, okay. exactly. No. Between one and all minus one. Yeah. Okay, right. Not all. Any, well, but not all. I do think that there is some sort of mechanic that, like, you don't see all the monsters in your first playthrough or something that you can't just get genocide on your first way through. Oh, Because okay. you need to get neutral. Okay. So, um, on your first one. The neutral route ends with the protagonist escaping the underground alone. Uh, that's oh, that's not so bad. So I looked on the wiki, and I counted uh, 20 different branches of the neutral ending, so even if you just get the neutral ending, you could let one guy live and another guy die, or this guy live and another guy. Die. If you leave your armor, which is a dirty bandage from your first when that you start the game with, yeah. and you get to the end, someone mentions you're still wearing that dirty bandage. Yeah. Um, if you that never, oh, what crazy differences between all these. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't eat any consumables the entire way through, they're like, aren't you hungry? Okay. Um, oh, okay, interesting. So. Th- any small Are you hungry? Why are you still wearing that dirty bandage? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, your socks smell like. <laughs> I think the cruelest. How about ending, pasta? The cruelest ending would not be the genocide ending because then there's no one left to be sad. I think if you left one person alive and left, yeah, here, yeah, here's Peter advocating for genocide. No, I'm not. Like, I'm just saying. If you kill everyone, there's no one left to be sad about it. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. So you don't have Pete to be... O'Donohue 2020. <laughs> you don't have to be guilty. There's nobody sad. <laughs> the true pacifist route. Um, We'll call it this one because I don't really know what happens in the soulless pacifist route. Poke a flower into every gun barrel. Yeah. <laughs> this incur- this ending... Occur- so in the- at the end of the neutral route, it does say that EXP stands for execution points, mm-hmm. which means that it is... It-, it says, like, you have 
what is all this violence done kind of thing. So then you're other than make you stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you kill cost. It does it tells you basically like it kind of gives you a hint next time don't kill anything because okay. you don't have to. See what happens. Yeah, because this is the natural progression. You're supposed to do the pacifist next. Mm-hmm. Um the so the ending occurs when all these conditions are met. A neutral route has been completed. A reset is not required, only reloading a player's save file afterwards. Um, no monsters were killed throughout the game. The protagonist cannot gain any EXP as a result, cannot progress past love one. You learn the first playthrough that EXP, I told you that, uh, stands for execution points. Uh, Papyrus, Undyne, and Alphys have all been pre- befriended. A genocide route has not been completed in the past doing a pacifist route. Uh, during- oh, yeah, there's no like, oh, yeah, see, he learned his lesson yeah, ending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> genocide and then pacifism. Yeah. <laughs> because the way the genocide thing ends that you everything dies and you need to give up your soul so the world can continue existing right yeah um to give up your soul which would mean you wouldn't have a soul for your pacifist ending so you have to do that one first yeah um, the kid just gets out of the undertale and or the, <laughs> the underground and gets an office job yeah, yeah. yeah. and you get different credits uh, if you okay. pacifist ending. cool and then there's the genocide route um all of these routes do have different branches that you can go down but um like small differences but this is the main broad strokes uh the ending only occurs when all enemies in every area ruins snowden forest waterfall hotland and core are killed until no one remains this includes all bosses uh completing the genocide routes leads to the destruction of the game's world upon relaunching the game after a completed genocide route the first human asks the protagonist to give up their soul in exchange for the recreation of the world so the game just ends and it goes to a black screen i'm I'm assuming it kind of did that to me uh at one point in the my first playthrough this effectively acts as the same way as a true reset, but it also permanently alters the endings of any later genocide or pacifist endings. So, okay. Interesting. So yeah. you end up being like a husk. Yeah. Now, if, if you delete your save, can you start fresh, basically? I'm, I'm almost positive, Okay. Yes. Yeah. Because I just well, yeah. beat, I beat the game last night. I mean, there's some way you could scrub your PC. If I re-image my PC, am I able to... Uh, <laughs> there's if what? I play on a completely different computer, am I able to play uh, an original playthrough? Curses your Steam account. Yeah. <laughs> what I saw whenever I played through, I just beat it last night is that your file uh just stays there and you kind of have the option within that like link to the past three file systems you have to select the same file and then say reset oh okay it's like new game plus yeah Yeah, exactly um it's like uh doki doki literature club where it just like adds game files and you can like you can uncover the mystery by going into your game files folder yeah you have to go into the directories and shit so a true genocide ending like uh kill everything ending will affect your future genocide and pacifist runs but you can do any of the neutral endings after a genocide run so Mm -hmm. save your genocide for last uh try your pacifist after neutral you go neutral pacifist genocide that's if you want to see them all do it that way Mm -hmm. okay and uh yeah that's undertale super super fun game i was well that's a podcast episode about undertale what you just listened to wasn't Undertale. Itself. You did this last time too. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I'm never funny. <laughs> I wasn't funny last time, and I'm not that funny this time. <laughs> no original stories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, honestly, I had so much fun. I would put this. I had it on the Switch, and I would go to work. I would get off the bus, and I would be like right before a fight, or I just finished something, and I'd be thinking about it all day at work. Like, yeah, yeah. oh, I'm about to pick up off here. What's going to happen next? And even though I did give you the framework of what happens there's still so many surprises so many things yeah. learned in the game try it out i know everybody's already crazy about it. it's a cult classic yeah but it's, it's like fun. a mainstream classic at this yeah. point yeah it's like, exactly it's hot enough fucking sands is in smash yeah it's, exactly it's so good though if you haven't played it it is worth it it is worth it i definitely will it sounds it sounds interesting yeah yeah i uh, definitely have but i haven't been there speaking of which uh our steam accounts are 
like brothers but closer so i can play your games can you play mine probably okay. this sounds like an off year yeah a, <laughs> just a little little uh little quick aside there yeah. Peter, uh, just just tell me your uh steam account username and password and then i'll go home and check right yeah, now please okay yeah, right now i need the the three numbers on the back of your credit card too to make sure i already I have my credit card saved to my steam account oh perfect don't worry about it yeah it's perfect. all taken care of the back of my credit card just says bumper 15 <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right well, i've been james you can find me on the internet at um tlb underscore james miller on instagram and you guys i'm at pete o'donohue on twitter at Loreboys podcast on the uh on the old grimmy gram and uh loreboys.com check out uh check out our website and our contact page and all the current artwork that i've actually managed to finish you know i'm at ethan the dead man uh our twitter is at Loreboys. um if you want to support the show, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash theloreboys, which gives us money to make stuff. Yeah. Uh, you can choose an episode. You can choose, you know, what, what topic we talk about. A couple of the, the recent episodes have been just that. Us, yep. us um, Fulfilling requests. Yeah, doing our civic duty, I guess, as it were. Uh, we do this as a draft uh, requirement. If, we're, if we host this podcast, we don't need to worry about getting drafted into the Canadian Army. Yes, exactly. Um <laughs> if you don't, if, if you don't trust Patreon, we do of course have another subscription service it's called Lord Boys Prime. Uh, this month, Lord Boys Prime, you got to leave us an iTunes review. If you leave us an iTunes review, we are gonna send you a soul. We have so many monster souls because we just finished genociding over here, and we are like inundated with them. So we've got seven souls apiece. We're ready to wipe out all of humanity next. But uh, if you don't want that to happen, we can divide these souls up between all y'all. Yeah. Uh, or if you don't want that to happen, you can take your own seven souls, which we'll send you for leaving an iTunes review, mm-hmm. uh, and you can. Tr- fight us come come fight us you know i'd recommend if you aren't gonna get one of these souls eat a flower pie soon because yeah, yeah. genocide means you won't feel bad right exactly yeah yeah, yeah no yeah, guilt dying dying means don't feel bad no yeah that's true. yeah that's true <laughs> well there's no proof uh, according to christianity i'm gonna feel really bad after i die probably forever <laughs> uh probably forever yikes uh <laughs> yikes. <laughs> and that constitutes a lore, lore boys. boys yikes oh, oh. <laughs> What's the overhead on this Undertale Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.